happens this week on Miss Galari Life. The party returns home from their extra-dimensional vacation. This is the weirdest thing that's happened to me, honestly. I was in a dreamscape for like the last three days. But as they take time to rest, new opportunities arise. Truxton has spent uh, this time off reading Jordan Peterson, so he's going <laughs> to attempt to neg her. Some learn about themselves. What made you have me? Oh, I think, I think that story might be a little bit too spicy for you. Some make rash choices. Do you want to fuck, fuck me, Samuel Eames? And some must look deep inside to find out who they want to be. Uh, Greg, you find yourself in front of a hobgoblin druid. Hold on, give me a couple minutes to see. Are things really shaping up to be peaceful for once? Your daughter, your daughter is in good hands. With us, with me, I, I hope you'll find. And my druidic order, the Order of the Iron Fang Legion. Dun, dun, dun! Wait, really? Listen, to find out. Yo, dudes, it's me, Hall Grundlejar over here. And even though I'm dead and stuff, you know, it's not great for me. It's pretty cool for you all. I just, I'm coming to you all from Fey Heaven or whatever, whatever this is, the third world. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm Blitz, though. Anyway, I just wanted to tell y'all, welcome to episode 30 of This Galarian Life. Episode 30? It's kind of a big deal to all the people involved in making this show, and they all hope you enjoy it. They gave me one of those extra bottles of that herbal liqueur that they got a couple episodes ago to do a guest spot for them. And although they murdered me straight to death, you know, alcohol is pretty cool. So, I just wanted to thank you all for listening to the show and following these people on Twitter and on Facebook. And everywhere that they have a media presence. They told me to keep it short, so I'm going to go ahead and keep it short. Presenting episode 30, Druid and a Half Daughters. <laughs> nice. Alright folks, on this week's episode of Dungeons and Dragons, we're going to be <laughs> growing as friends and as people. And in 2019, Derek has been demoted. Derek is now editor of the show. We will no longer have a voice on the podcast, and I will be taking over as GM. We're going to start. Derek, please. We're just focus on the levels, okay? That's your job. All right. Jesus fucking Christ. The levels are good. I thought this man was a professional. All right. We're going to be attending the first annual. Uh, what? What's the name of a city in D and D? Crocodon. Crocodon Mud Wrestling Contest, where I will be entering <laughs> and winning the grand prize. As <laughs> the DM. <laughs> I don't really know how to DM. Interesting new direction. So you've all had a bit of an ordeal yeah. um, the past couple days, and you make your way back to camp. You greet everybody. That? Like twenty what? miles. Yeah, I don't greet anybody. Well, they greet you. They're like, "Why have you been gone for four days?" And I say, um, "Why are you still here?" And then. uh the little gnome lady uh, who lives with you kind of drops her head and a single tear drips out of her eye as she turns back um, and jumps into that little lake that this Virginia Wolf style walks into it and never returns. Hold on. So I got a little like, lost there and that just means you solved my puzzle. But good news though, she was the final boss. She was a lich the whole time. Oh shit! Good Podcast job. Podcast over. <laughs> So I decided to start a new uh, 
new chapter. So, I mean, you guys can make new characters, but basically it's going to be this uh, mud wrestling contest in Kragon. So. <laughs> this had a flash so of insight. Hold on. Are we going to... <laughs> Are we going to the lot? Are we going to fucking D and D world now? Oh, we're, you're on Galarian or whatever it's called, right? Yeah. I thought Crocodon wasn't Pathfinder. It is. That's where, where is I'm it? from. It's the Sky Citadel in the south, southern edge of Nirmathos. So you make your way. You arrive. They kind of ask you why you've been gone for so long because you kind of just disappeared out of nowhere. You make something up or tell the truth. I don't care. But definitely tell the truth. But you, the, you, well, you know what? A, a light, a light version of the truth that leaves out a lot of the weird dream world shit. So after the after the last couple of weeks, the um, they've formed like a a sort of council, I guess. Just Without electing any of us? Well, you all are part of it, obviously. There's just people who have taken leadership roles. You four, and then uh, Old Red, Jet, and Rena are the ones who are the pseudo-council. So I guess you guys would all get together and... So, guys, how did you... How, what did you find out? Where were you? I'll take this one. I don't know where we were. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. We... Uh, well, I think, uh, what, what, how did this start? Did I, like, did we take mushrooms? What was it? We found ourselves at Fort Riston, I believe. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, yes. It was taken over by the Fae, and we spent most of our time eradicating them. So the Fae took out the, uh, yes. the rangers at the fort? It, yes. But There's one they? left. There's one left. I have my suspicions about him, but we brought him along, I assume. <clears throat> but the Fae are the ones who took out the rangers? No. The hobgoblins showed up, took it out, and then the uh, before the hobgoblins could really get a hold of things, Fae showed up. That's the correct answer. Oh, so how do you know this, Orb? Do I have to kill you too? <laughs> yeah, that's awfully suspicious that you know the correct answer. <laughs> I've got the power of DM Fiat. I cast an augury spell. No! <laughs> well, if you knew, then why were you asking us this shit? To see if you all remembered. This is really hey, weird, and I don't like it. Tell DMP out, right? Tell the fucking DM he can fucking... I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. Shove a cactus up his butt. Derek, I could... I think Will had something in mind there, but then as a responsible podcast member, pulled the punch at the last second. It's true. I was going to say something horribly grotesque. Yep, I imagine that. <laughs> we, we need one Will on this podcast because, oh my god, if it was like four of me and Jeff, would the podcast it would essentially be an alright podcast. <laughs> it would be taken down immediately. No, how would you and Jeff make an alright podcast? That was a joke. The type of joke that Jeff and I like to make. <laughs> what are, are we playing Dungeons and Dragons right now? What's happening? Yeah, we're trying, trying. Well, <laughs> well, I'm trying. We're actually not playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's Pathfinder. They're actually owned by two separate companies. Oh my god, Sam. I you gotta stop hearing that god, voice. That is way that too hot. A, I would hit that person with a bat. And if you try to equate them, I don't think you oh. understand the claims that you're making. Hold on, I gotta go jump in a cold shower real quick. I'm... <laughs> I've got a fucking. Welcome to my fucking my life. 
I'd go out to the parking lot, get my snow shovels, come back in and bludgeon him to death at the table. So you guys talk about murdering people over at the D&D counter, and then Renich, Renus uh, speaks up and says, well, if, um, if, if you liberated the fort, do you think we could just move in? I mean, it might be more comfortable than the, this cave. <laughs> let me let me break apart from the main council and go to the actual council. <laughs> I take umbrage with that. But okay. <laughs> How close was Fort Riston to the other fort, like the one with the dragon in it? Like I get what you're saying, Is- Risa. Ritza, Ritzcracker. Uh, sure. What the fuck? Did you just call that person a Ritzcracker? <laughs> Maybe. I have to remove you from the group. <laughs> I've been in companies that would fucking ban people for that shit. <laughs> uh, Fort Nunder is approximately 50 miles to the east or to the west of Riston, Fort Riston, through the forest. How far is our current camp from Fort Nunder? It's a triangle, so no. you're directly south of Fort Riston, so it's about 50 miles, just it would be northwest instead of directly west, but the terrain is about the same. Well, what do you guys think? Because, like... Well, our, so when you say the next fort, they, I believe you were hold about two. There's the fort where the catch of items is, and then the fort where the the hobgoblins for sure have taken over. And I think you were told about a black dragon. Yes. Yes, yeah, we don't have to that. deal with right now. <clears throat> so, Fort Trevale is the fort that Isibarak the black dragon currently holds. Fort Nunder is the fort that there's the catch of items. And three of you recognize the name Fort Nunder now that we're you're kind of settled in. Cyrix, well, Truxton and Grogood, you recognize that as uh, before you arrived at Fort Riston, you were whisked away to the outside of a fort being constructed. That was Fort Nunder. And Cyrix, you once had a vision of a one Auburn the Green being initiated into the Transonardo Rangers at Fort Nunder. Definitely need to get them hobgoblin. <clears throat> oh, you would say that though, wouldn't you? But Maybe it's I mean, time for you to address your internalized racism. It's not <laughs> internalized, it's in the open. Okay, how's that? How's that for a transition? That's a good point, isn't it? <laughs> Eric, go ahead, kick it off. So there's this hobgoblin that walks this in. week on this Scalarian life. Oh let's let's all, all Rena really wants to know is, is Fort Riston livable? It is livable. Right? Yeah, no. There's a big fucking hole in the wall. That is also true. We, that is not a fortifiable position. They do have a kitchen, I guess, but like literally us four schmucks walked in and caved the place. So, so it's repairable, but maybe not now. Yeah, we would need some stonesmiths and someone who's an architect to get that shit together. Then... We'd probably also need a much larger militia to defend it. Well, honestly, <laughs> with the militia we have, with the amount of people we have, we could probably hold it if it had all of its walls up. True. And, uh, Syria Woods. Well, like I said back at Nunder, if, um, we were able to liberate Fort Trevale, you know, maybe the rangers there could help you. That would mean more militiamen. Maybe some militia officers. That's a good idea. I forget, is Grove the head of our... Yeah. Hmm. 
I don't think... I mean, we all have roles in the militia. Yeah, I think Daniel... I have mine written somewhere. Daniel's an, in charge of the away team, so I don't know if any of you are specifically, like, in charge. You're all officers. I actually don't have my role written down. Uh, I just know it gives me... I'm sure. Are you watching Thomas the Tank Engine porn? <laughs> Man, you couldn't get through that with a straight face, could you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. You were trying to say it. You were laughing the whole time. So, and then all red goes... Well, you know better than any of us. What's our next move? Do we just wait it out? What are we... What's the plan? Well, I definitely think that we should uh, take some initiative. Go ahead and roll those for me. No. Okay. We should definitely clear out the sop goblins and find a better, def- more defensible position. We should have you probably... heard? Have we heard anything from the, uh, the gnome lady that roams around the Darklands? Not since... Not first since you uh, first liberated the cavern. Damn. Man, she just went and ghosted, didn't she, Jackson? Yeah. To be fair, it was established to be a long-distance relationship, wasn't it? I don't even think it was a relationship. I think we just smooched. Aww. With tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) That's disgusting. I feel like that's more than a smooch. Like, at that point, it's it's a ball. Uh, a mac? But yeah, I I think Greg is right. I think... Clearing out more hobgoblins will only lead to better things, and rescuing rangers might lead us to some more reputable folks to rely on. Rangers? Well, then where where do we start? Where do we go from here? That's a good Straight question. To hell. Um, hmm. We should probably go make contact. Like maybe do some recon. Make sure that. Yeah, do some scouting so we don't march our whole militia into a place where we all get murked. Yeah, that's a good idea. I say we take the party and we do some scouty. Any thoughts, Grogoog? Grogoog? That sounds stupid. Well, that sounds bad. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. oh that was pretty good. Damn. <laughs> that was a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends. You sound like Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Uh, yeah, okay. scouting recon. Yeah. Probably building up. I know Jeff worked with you on the militia stuff, Derek. This is out of character. Um, have we reached the point where we can't, like, go any further with our current level of resources? With the militia? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's no point in, like, training I'm, people up. Well, I mean, the way it works is you have to you technically train them every week, but it doesn't necessarily get you levels at a certain point. Gotcha. Because they can only match your levels. But they can go out and do missions. They can run recon. And unless they spectacularly fail or I want to do something bad for plot reasons, which I don't. I want to use them as a tool to help. I don't know. You basically just opened the door for that. I will not be doing that this time. I I will say if you fail roles, you might not get information, but I feel like that's what me and Jeff were going to do. So... I say we start with Fort Nunder, because we know there's not a dragon there. We might find... We were also told there's a cache of items there, so I would assume that perhaps there are less enemies. Um, we probably would have looted it by this point, if there were. 
Um, which may mean that there are more rangers that weren't just murdered like they were at the Fort Riston. I agree. Let's not go to the one with the fucking dragon. I mean, we can do that eventually, but like... I mean, I got my suspicions now that we mentioned it that... The one with all the the horde of stuff. There's probably a dragon. The dragon's probably moving shit from there to another place. Cause dragons and their horde. Mm, that's a really dragons good point. be hoarding. <laughs> that's the good thing about reconnaissance, though, is you can figure that shit out without physically being present. It's true. The council breaks. Um, one of you probably needs to <clears throat> go break the the plans to the leader of the militia right. um, who wants to do that what kind of check is it it's not a check okay. well he's your it's son just, Craig. it's just you explaining all right i'll i'll go you get into the little chamber area that your family's kind of made their home and daniel and sarah and fat Laura. wife are <laughs> sitting around the campfire eating um disproportionately sized uh bird wings <laughs> Disproportionately, what sized? Like one of them's real, real big, and one of them, two of them are kind of small. Like, like you know the. I don't like that that my wife abuses her children by not feeding them. No, no. She herself take a larger share. Well, actually, the large wing is being eaten by Daniel because your son's a misogynist. Like you know the opening credits of the Flintstones. Yeah. It's like that, and your kids are eating normal food. Anyway, they're all eating food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're they're share, sharing a, a very succulent meal together. Ew. Very moist, succulent, sexy food. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Derek. There's candles, and... Anyway, you're just gonna sit here and give me that word garbage. <laughs> so you find your wife and children, Daniel, Sarah, and Laura, eating, eating a meal, um, waiting for you to return from... The council meeting, and as you enter the room, they look up at you. Uh, give me a sense motive check. Why the fuck am I having a sense motive? My family, Derek. They're about to kill Derek. Me. Derek. <laughs> They've been hobgoblins all along. It's a sixteen, Derek. I rolled a two, Derek. A sixteen on a two. Yes, I have plus fourteen to sense motive. Shit, that's not bad. Um, when you enter the room. Sarah kind of like darts her eyes to the side trying to avoid eye contact with you, but you don't really get anything other than that. Uh, teenage girls. Okay. <laughs> Carry on, I guess. Oh, I thought I thought you were saying that with a 16 I didn't get it and I was trying to justify it. No. No, you notice her avoiding like avoiding eye contact with you, which is not normal. Okay. And also not erotic or succulent. Alright, thank God, because I'm just going to leave the podcast right then and there. No, you don't understand. She's possessed by a succubus. I'm not doing it, Derek. <laughs> but you failed your will save. Okay, so what do you do? Uh, I will greet my family and be glad that they're all alive still. And I will probably plop down next to life and get some food, because I've just been living in a dream world for the last four days. With those fucks I call an adventuring party. I need family time. And during this time, I will try to uh, casually ask my daughter what's up. Uh, how, how, might, manner. how might that sound? Can I get a diplomacy <laughs> check? Because I actually don't know how to dad. Yeah, go ahead. What's up, baby girl? What's going on? 
What's hey, your favorite kid. dinosaur? That's a net 20 for 22. Hey, kid, you seen those new Fortnite dances? We'll say you're super cash, like you just smoked a bowl. Uh, <laughs> and, and she knows it, but she's cool with it, because you're like a cool dad. So she's fairly responsive to you. So, like, what do you say? Uh, I want I to achieve casualty. How uh, how are things in the camp? How's she been? Uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, maybe, uh, Dad. Can we maybe talk? Can we talk alone? Maybe. Of course. Not, not that, Mom. I. No, it's okay. I understand. Mom's a loser. I, I think. She, I think. With, <laughs> I think with what you've been going through, maybe you'd understand more. Okay. So, um, you, you want to do this now or do you want to? Yeah, sure. We, uh, we go outside to, uh, I don't know, get more food slash. I assume with how fat my wife is, I have to, we usually have to go grocery shopping daily. Yeah. And by grocery shopping, I mean, I take her out back and I shoot a couple animals. (laughs) Which is where the term actually came from. Grocery (laughs) is Latin for murder animal. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. So you guys leave. Um, Cyrix, what are you... You're in your... Um, what are you doing? Honestly, I'm probably chilling. <laughs> I've had a very long... Where are you chilling? Uh, I assume in the general common area. Okay. Um, like fire and all that shit. So um, Daniel walks up to you, kind of sits by you. Not like real How's close. Daniel in two places at the same time? This is after that. That thing happened because uh-huh. time can move. You see, he sits down and he goes. Um, so I was, I was talking to um, what was his voice? I don't. Was it a voice? Was it? God damn! I feel like it wasn't anything special. Feel free to correct me, William. Uh, I think he just had like a like he didn't have a ridiculous voice. He just talked normal. Hey, ask uh, Cyrix. Um, yes. Well, I I was talking to Olred like a couple minutes ago, and he said I'm that. Uh, watching. And he said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fuck your son, Craig. So, so he asked me uh, how the preparations for the plan were going. And I said, what plan? And he said, my dad was supposed to tell me about a plan. (laughs) My dad didn't tell me about a plan, and you're the first one on the council I've seen that apparently would know the plan, so maybe you could tell me about the plan that my dad didn't help me plan. Of course, uh, Daniel. Um, So, the plan's fairly simple. If you don't know already, we were at a Chernsonardo Ranger Fort, had been taken over. Of course! The goblins and then the fae. I should just change his voice every time I talk. Okay, that that sounds great. Um, and we found out there are some other ranger forts out there close by. One of them has been taken over by a dragon, so we're going to kind of stay away from that one for a little while. Um, but the other one is supposed to have some items that may be of use to our camp and our militia. Um, and we may be able to find some more rangers as well. So we were hoping that the militia could run some kind of reconnaissance to figure out some more information, get kind of the lowdown of what's going on in that area and back. And you seem to have done a bang up job keeping the camp safe, kiddo. So Yeah, that, that sounds easy enough. Um... Your father was supposed to tell you. I don't know what happened. Oh, he, he walked out with Sarah, and they didn't really come back, so I don't know. They're probably doing father-daughter stuff. Not like that, though. Grounded! <laughs> I would 
Uh, I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, I mean, reconnaissance is easy. I wish there was... I wish we had somebody who knew the area a little bit better. Have I got a potential murderer for you? Hmm, murderer, you say? (laughs) They're very good at killing. I don't trust him, but he is apparently trustworthy. But we ran into a halfling who is a Chancenardo ranger, the sole survivor of Fort Riston. He is where we got most of this information from, as well as a somewhat out-of-it enchantress. Um, And... He is in this camp right now, and I would be happy to introduce you to him. Sounds good. And you're cool with him being in the militia? Here's what Sirio Thessadin being in the militia gets you. Uh, He'll join the militia, no questions asked. He has expertise in ambush and misdirection. So long as Sirio remains with their organization, the militia militia can re-roll one secrecy check per week. So basically, you can... If something requires a secrecy roll, you roll it, and if it sucks, you can re-roll it again, as long as he's alive and active within the militia. Sounds good. And then, I don't know, how... Yes? With everything, Daniel looks at you, Cyrix, and goes, No, are you okay? You don't look like you're doing great. Mm. Did something happen up there? I've had better weeks, yes. Uh... Truxton, what are you doing? Um, what... What am I doing? Yeah. After the council meeting, what did you do? <laughs> Ripped the fat bomb. <laughs> did you start yeah. joking? Yeah, I, I, I'm working on something, but I don't want to reveal it until, uh, you know, it's had time to marinate a little, so to speak. Okay. Uh, well, I guess over these next couple of weeks, while the reconnaissance team's out, is out, what do you kind of, what are you doing? What can Truxton do to make life easier or worse for these people? Well, uh, yeah, so I will run a little secret campaign to sort of disrupt the refugees' everyday lives. Okay. Um, What would we do without you? Well, I'm trying to get them to leave, and I hope this has negative impacts on the power of our militia. It does. Because I will be drugging the water. Did you talk to Sam? Can I, like, see him doing this and stop him? You're out with your daughter. You can perception For, like, a whole week? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... perception check make sure he doesn't fucking poison me? I'm not poisoning anybody, I'm just... That's a 32. What are you doing? Yeah, you're, like, miles away, but you realize he's probably poisoning the water. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It's more of just a common sense realization, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, we left too long. I don't know what that shit's doing. When you leave your trucks and unattended, he will poison you. So what are you doing, Truxton? I don't know, man. I'm going to joke. In fantasy terms, Eames, would you like to explain what joking is? I cast enlarged person on my dick. <laughs> but naturally. Yeah, no, I, but it has to be permanent. That's the problem. Enlarged person runs out. Oh, uh, what, per- what it is. Per- Permanency is a fifth level spell, so if you wait a little while. Oh, then truck big trucks, then I kind of like that as a plot point. I turned huge. <laughs> <laughs> Six foot tall, no. <laughs> but everything else stays the same. No, I think Truxton's just going to, during this month, sort of enjoy his break. Just take a month combat. off. Yeah. I'm not used to this. Is In my life, I've never really done a lot. So this has been a lot of this adventuring has really taken a toll on me. What about the whole organized crime sitch you had going on? Well, that was like it's. I mean, like that's not fighting. That was more just like selling drugs and stuff. That was not that hard. 
Now, granted, it got me into some trouble, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't like an actual like I didn't feel like my life was in danger every day, and I certainly was not fighting. So, what does a, a typical day off for Truxton look like? Oh, uh, wake up, smoke up. Then I think Truxton's really just gonna try to learn to meditate, work on his mindfulness. You know. <laughs> Um, give me a, a wisdom check. All right. It fails. What? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, let me see what my wisdom is. I didn't even know that was a stat, which might tell you something about uh, how this is going to go. Where is it? Oh, yeah, it's a plus zero. Okay, well, roll 1d20. 15. Uh, so you, um, I don't know, back in Krogodon, you probably saw some, some meditation huts, some opium dens and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, where people were trying to, through the power of just thought, try to make themselves better. Uh, they always kind of laughed it off in the past, but you're kind of bored right now, so I guess you'll try anything. You just kind of replicate their behavior, uh, cross your legs, sit on the floor, pick a random point to stare at, smoke up, maybe take that hallucinogen that you never use. Um, try not pers- to think about things, which is easy for me. Um, and then one day... You're just sitting there, and out of nowhere, you just, for whatever reason, just feel a little bit better. Woo. Nothing more, nothing less. You just feel better. 2019 is the year of trucks. <laughs> so I guess that night you feel more restful. Uh, you go to bed, and uh, give me a perception check. 14. You kind of wake up suddenly. You wake up suddenly as you feel uh, hands go over both your mouth and your eyes whoa and they're kind of this is dark holding you down and god a voice goes now truxton (laughs) i want i want you to be quiet and just come with me wait a minute is this (laughs) a cowboy we killed (laughs) oh no oh shit now truxton (laughs) you gotta be real quiet and just come with me just just for a couple minutes and I'll explain. <laughs> I know who it is. Truxton, if you don't shut the fuck up right now, I'm never going to kiss you again. <laughs> uh, she takes her hands off her eyes and kind of just stares daggers at you. And it's Navi, your Darklands buddy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hey, why are you? Oh, wait. I guess I'll wait till we're out of here. But this is this is a very rude thing to do. Um. So, Greg, um, your daughter leads you to a clearing in the woods. Um. And she goes, I, uh, I, mm, I don't know how. You know how you're better at stuff than you used to be, Dad. Yeah. Like, like I, I seen you shooting two arrows at once. I, I can't imagine you doing that before. Yeah. Honey, are you well, trying to tell me that you you have a character class now? Well, I've gotten better at things too. Um, and then she just kind of like concentrates real hard, and then just like a a pop <clears throat> where she was once standing, there is now a um, like a red hawk. Huh. I guess wow. I should have listened to that medicine woman when she said you had druidic powers after all. And she um, jumps up, lands on your shoulder, kind of like nuzzles your head. And then flies off into a tree um, and lands on a branch, and then puts Sarah sitting on a tree branch. Wow, that's definitely new. Yeah, uh, 
Thank goodness you're a little bit older. If you would have known how to do that when you were five, God help us. Yeah, you had enough trouble with Daniel just being stronger than you. <laughs> the lad is built like a brick shit house. Well, I guess, I mean, yeah. I don't know what those words mean. Look, he's swole, okay? <laughs> so, are we talking so, about me? So, so here's the thing. Um, I, I guess, how did you get better at what you do? Well... I used to be pretty good at being a ranger, but uh, then I kind of settled down and uh, stopped doing what I was good at. But now that uh, I'm kind of forced back out into service, I've been relearning the things I used to know. I mean, Basically, I guess, do what you're good at. So I guess me, I'm good at pumping arrows into gobs. You, guess, you can turn into a bird. Is there anything else you can do? Um, she opens her palm and produces, like, a flame that just kind of sits there. And mm. then she closes it and it disappears. Magic is a strange, beautiful thing, honey. And I'm not going to lie, I only, as a, uh, a fourth-level caster, I, like, barely know anything about it. It's not even that hot. Yeah, yeah, I know. But be careful with it. Oh, I understand. He he told me not to be too dangerous. I mean, yeah, I won't. Yeah. He? Yeah, um, so you learned, I guess, by... By doing, uh, well, I I ultimately did. I did join a band of rangers. Nice. I used to, the old I man mean, in a band, don't you know? I I guess I joined a band too, but it's more like Simon and Garfunkel, I guess. Um, more of a duo. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't really know how it happened. I guess I was just walking out here and I stumbled across him and understood my potential, is what he said. Uh, but he just kind of taught me what he knew. You know, there's druids in the forest up north, and he's he's one of them, and he just taught me how to how to do stuff. Wink. Derek, I don't like that wink. No, I don't like that wink either. Also, no, Dad, I'm pregnant. <laughs> there's no wink. Um, uh, Master Master Theodore, you wanna you wanna meet my dad? Um, then this little was he uh, the tree? Was he a tree form this whole time? No. Uh, a, a stag walks out of the forest and goes, um, "You must be Greg." Yes. Yes, I am. I'm. I am Theodore of the Fangwood. I ran around the Fangwood for some time. Would I know of that person? No, I don't think you would. Okay. Druids are a secretive lot. Yeah. He says, um, I, I met your daughter a couple of weeks ago, and she was out, I guess, attempting to hunt and wasn't doing a good job of it. I, I'm sorry, Sarah, to say so. No, it's, it's you're right. Uh, so I taught her that if she communes with the, the animals, then they can lead her to vegetation and things that will help. And then I realized she had magic about her and... Is the same kind of magic that I had as a as a boy. So I asked her if she wanted me to teach her, and she said yes. Yeah, and he's been a pretty good teacher. He got me all the way to level four. I'm sorry, how long have you been training? A couple weeks? You're level four? I was oh. already level three. Right, fair enough. Because that's how the plot has to progress. I mean, you're level seven. It'd be stupid to have a level one NPC around. Wait, I'm level seven? No, I mean level six. Don't take okay. anything from <laughs> No, DM said I'm level seven. Now you're level five. Ah, fuck. All right. Well, I would prefer if you stayed here uh, to uh, help us, especially with these newfound powers. Druids are very useful for folk that are having to live off the land. I kind of turned to the. He's changed. Is he still a stag? Yeah, he's still. Oh man, that's weird. I don't like talking to animals. With a wild, wild speech beat. 
Would you be able to stay here and help train my daughter, or would she have to go up north? Oh, we don't live very far away. Uh, I mean, in terms of stag speed. And I have ways to move quicker. It, I yeah, I saw to... a druid. He, like, jumped through a tree one time and it teleported him back to his camp. Oh, yes, this is a very good trick of ours. It would be unwise to take a child away from her parents. Um, if you would like me to continue teaching, that is something I would be willing to do. Um, there are stronger men than me, obviously. And if her powers ever surpass mine, which seemingly they will, based on how fast she's moving, then that conversation can be had on another day. But as, as far as right now, if, if I have your permission, I would be willing to train young Sarah. Sarah, is this something you want? I think it would be good for me, and I think it would be good for us. I kind of mull it over in my mind as I kind of stand there, and I nod. Alright, if you think that this is the right path for you, and you have my blessing, daughter, learn well. Eris still likes someone who can contribute to the to the community, and I believe in you. A follower of Eris still as well. Um, I nod. To, um, I guess to solidify our agreement, I, um, I'd like to shake your hand, sir. <laughs> Don't make me shake this dear suit. <laughs> of course, I will wild shape back into my original God form. damn it, Derek. God damn it, what? <laughs> I would like to shake your hand, sir. Deer just sticks its leg out. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing that's happened to me, honestly. I was in a dreamscape for like the last three days. So, so he offers offers to shake your hand. He says he'll change into his normal normal body. All right, I swear to God, he better not be naked. Okay, do you say yes? Yes. Um, with Derek, pop, is he naked? With the pop, he returns to his normal form, and it's just a dick. <laughs> He's a My dick. Doesn't need to do this. Why do you have to? <laughs> so anyway, he uh he pops into his normal shape, and um you notice. Notice some things as he shakes or as he extends his hand. He's he's an older gentleman, long, long gray beard, tall, um, <clears throat> muscly. Kind of his arm is kind of like almost seemingly twisted, and like his legs, he's wearing like medieval cargo shorts because that's what a druid would wear. Um, <clears throat> so his legs seem much more like youthful and smooth. Than his arms and his face. Doesn't skip uh, leg day, got it. But the most important thing you notice is that his skin has this greenish tint, and he's definitely a hobgoblin. Ah! So, Cyrix. <laughs> yes? You were talking to Daniel about things that happened out on the road. He asked you how you were. Yeah. So how's that going? I told him I, that I'd had better weeks. Well, uh, I, I can imagine. Uh <sighs> old are you, Daniel? And no, it's not for I'm sex stuff. <laughs> uh, I think he's 17. 17 or 18. Okay. And he would tell me that? Yeah, I think he would just offhand no, but yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, a 17. I'd probably make a comment about it. Uh, I'm 18 years old. <laughs> Why is he cockney? <laughs> we don't live in a fucking city. So you're you're 18. Um, I'm I'm 33. Um, I was your age when I lost my mother. And I don't know if you know what it's like to lose one of your parents. I ain't dead yet. I mean, dad runs off on his own at least once a week, so. It's not the same, but. It's, yeah. You, you, you always know that Greg will come home, though, and. Once you, Derek, to say about it. once you lose 
once you lose someone and you know that they're not coming back, it'd be very weird for you to see them again, wouldn't it? I, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, no, there's. I've heard of spells that can raise the dead, so I guess it's not unheard of. But you know, for people of our means, I suppose that'd, that'd be quite strange, especially if you weren't expecting it. Yeah. Um. So I met my mother a few days ago. That. The, in the dream thing? Yes. Um, she was there with some other folks. I seem to have some connection to the others. Uh, she was much younger, though. And uh, the thing about my mother is when every all of my memories of her is she wasn't quite right in the uh, head. Mm, how, how so? She, she just wasn't there. Mm. Like, mentally. And... Meeting her in the dream world, she was young, probably younger than me, and and very much within all of her mental capabilities. And I don't know, something must have happened that made her that way, and something happened to the Enchantress that threw us in the dreamscape, and something snapped and she went a little crazy too, and... Mm -hmm. I just, I guess I just don't understand why that's making you feel bad? People lose themselves all the time, and it's not it's not like it's your fault. Well, it's just something that happens. Daniel, I like, know this. Like I will find many... <laughs> I will find whatever way possible to keep myself from being blamed in this situation. It's who I am. Good, because you need but... to stop victim blaming. <laughs> but I deal with magic in the mind. I think, I think he was more asking of, like, why... Yeah, I was, I was getting to that. Okay. The reason it just kind of threw me, and why this hasn't been a great week, is just, you know, you just worry that it might, something might happen where I snap, and I lose my mind, and can't just, you know, it made my mother into a different person, and I, I don't want that to happen to me. I guess it's not much consolation, but if, if that ever happens, there's plenty of people around you to take care of you, you like you did your mom. I guess I should go back and get ready for the, the mission. I wouldn't worry about it, Sirix. I can't imagine your mother being much stronger than you are right now. Goodbye! That's My very sweet of you to say, Daniel. You're such a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her mom was level 20, so I mean, her mom is much more powerful than she is. Thank you. That was the joke. <laughs> anyway, as Daniel as Daniel walks out of the room, uh, you feel a familiar uh, sensation around your chestal region. Yeah, amulet's kind of vibrating, and this time it's giving off this, like, violet-ish light, shallow inside. <clears throat> and it's not coming off very far, but it's it's lit up. I touch it. So you open your eyes and you're in bed in the house you grew up in and you hear screaming. God damn Pixies, I told you to get out. And you kind of just sigh and realize it's another day of the same old, same old taking care of that woman. You get out of bed, you go in the other room, you calm her down, you sit her in her easy chair, you put her heavy blanket over her so she can't move. Uh, You go do whatever you need to do to get ready. Uh, You cook her breakfast. You go do housework, and every 15 minutes or so, 
she starts having a fit and you walk in and calm her down and <clears throat> as the sun goes down you make dinner she eats it you have some conversation about some strange magical creature that's hanging about her head and she doesn't know if it's good or bad but she she's interested in it and she just kind of stares at it for five minutes and then she falls asleep uh you get her into bed somehow and maybe that's what gave you your big strong muscles picking up the lady every night 16 Cause, strength because it sure wasn't them eggs you fall asleep and god damn grow lumpies get out of here it's making up fairies now and you wake up and it repeats itself and the next morning it's god damn insert monster here and it goes over and over and over and you, you kind of feel this sense of wariness that you haven't felt for a while. Your your life's not perfect now, but it's not repetitive and mundane and whatever. It's it's different at least. Um, so you're a couple cycles in, and probably you've watched the scene unfold uh, ten times or so. It it gets faster, so it's not like you're living it, but you feel the emotional weight of living through ten days of this. And you're you're putting her to bed on the tenth night, and her eyes open real wide, and she goes, "Cyrix, Cyrix, are you there?" Yes, mom, I'm here. Good. Oh, it's dark. Well, it's nighttime. Yes, it is. Shouldn't you be? I mean, you're a you're a teenager now. You're a young woman. Shouldn't you be out with your friends <sighs> or doing something besides taking care of your mother? I mean, I don't really have many friends, Mom. Well, go make some. I'll be fine. Will you? Well, why wouldn't I? It's just a normal night. All the chores are done. All I have to do is go to bed. I might maybe read a book. Look at a old album of my time back before you were born. What What made you have me? Oh, I think, I think that story might be a little bit too spicy for you. <laughs> it's... I, I don't know. It just... You happened, and I realized before you were born that I loved you more than anything. And I wouldn't let anything happen to you. And here we are. You're my daughter. I'm your mother. And this we've been taking care of each other. Yeah. Um, did something happen to you after I was born? Like with the Fae? What did you... Huh. You know, I haven't really even encountered a Fae creature since I was in the military. No, no. I mean, back then there were fairies and whatnot all over the place. Uh, enemies would use them against us. But, you know, no pixies, no growlumpies, no, no whatever. For me, I'm just here with you and the chickens. Um, I guess at this point you realize that she hasn't really... Like, she's talked at you before and you've kind of entertained her. But she's kind of, like, a lot more responsive than normal. It's like she's almost normal. Mm -hmm. yeah, but nothing out of the ordinary. Just this life in this little town. Do I get the feeling that she thinks she's always lucid? Yeah. Okay. Go out, have some fun tonight. What's holding you back? Uh, I just, I have to take care of you, Mom. Listen, Cyrix, you're, you're older now. You don't, if you ever feel like in any situation you want to leave, leave. I know you feel like you have to take care of me. I, I don't quite understand it. I'm a grown woman. I was pretty capable in my day. I injured some very strong gentlemen in my day. Um, but... <laughs> Um, in fact, that's how... You were asking how you came about. That's that's part of the story. No, never mind. Um, yeah. No, you're fine. Just go. If you ever feel like you have to go, then go. I don't want to 
ever hold you back. If if it's my fault that you don't feel happy, then I guess that's like that's the worst thing that could happen to me as your mother. So live your life by that. If if you need out, go. If you need into somewhere, if you need into a group, then go. Do do what makes you Cyrix. Be be Cyrix. There's nothing better than being Cyrix. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, can you do me a favor? Sure. Get these goddamn pixies out of here! And it fades black in your in the cavern. No, sad. So, Navi, your love has woken, woken you up and... <laughs> She's dragged you into the the uh, that tunnel that she comes through. Um, Ooh, so you guys have to go through a certain tunnel. Love tunnel. <laughs> so you guys can talk talk alone. He goes, "Hey, Truxton, how you been?" All right, Truxton has spent uh, this time off reading Jordan Peterson, so he's going to attempt, <laughs> attempt to neg her at this time. I'm a lobster now. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I, I've been pretty bad, honestly, because... Well, you certainly, uh, you certainly look at Truxton. Oh, thank you. <laughs> She's all... Wait, now you're nagging. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm more in love than ever before. <laughs> I don't... We, we uh, went into, like, this dreamscape, and we had to, like, fight all of these, all of these fae. And then, uh, we got out, but we lost, uh, Greg, but then we didn't. That sounds wonderful, Truxton. Are you even listening to what I'm saying right now, bitch? I like your hair, too, Trux. <laughs> yeah, whatever. This is okay. How have you been? Oh, me. I've been. I've been wonderful. Uh, well, I guess whatever the opposite of wonderful is. Oh, that's uh, uh, bad. That, that's a good point there, Trucks. Thanks. I, I don't I like think the, I don't. I don't think the joke is working either. Well, me? Or have you been trying it as well? Let's let's just let. <laughs> Let's just let some questions be unanswered. I'm into it, no worries. Well, I came, well, first, um, I guess I should say, after our last in- encounter, I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't come back, but uh-huh. things changed. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All right, what changed? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not from up here. Mm-hmm. I'm from down there. Yeah. And, uh, things are getting a little bit, things are getting a little more rowdy down there. There's, oh, God, uh, you have a boyfriend. Yeah, silly you. Oh, what? Hold no, on, I'm now. Back it up a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm fucking big <laughs> No, it's it's nothing like that, trucks. Um, I've uh, got this little trading caravan, and uh, we, we go all over Dunderdarka. There's a tunnel all the way to Krogodon. Sometimes we pop up out there and do some trading with the dwarves. Uh, she looks you over and goes, "Eh, I say makes sense." Well, anyway, uh, them those god dang hobgoblins. They attacked and the Krogodon, they don't handle Malthuni attacks real well, so they uh, closed up the borders, closed up the tunnels, so it's hard to get by. And normally that wouldn't be a big deal, but there's no real security in those tunnels, uh, so creatures have started taking over the Underdark. And I, I came to you because I know, well, I know you got that, so I was wondering if maybe you'd like to join up with my caravan and, and go fight the Druger. Uh. Maybe just come with me. Let me go get Grogu. I think he. No, no. Should we? Uh, well, he's on the podcast this week, isn't he? Let me just go get him real quick. We can go together. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you come? We're we're friends. We like to adventure together. Well, I don't. I I guess my reasons are more more selfish. I suppose I don't really need people. I just thought maybe you would like the opportunity. I mean, it's been a while. Maybe maybe you'd like to 
Well, why don't we just like smoke or something instead? Well, that's not very, here. that's not very long term, is it, Chuck? Well, how long term are we talking here? What? How long is this going to take? Well, however long you want it to take, but I, I'm. That's not I'm, usually how things work, though. Well, depends <laughs> how how good your joke is going. My legs are very short, so you're going to be obviously. I'm going to be on your back while we go, and you'll have to take me back at some. Listen, last time, God, I hate doing this. This is so fucking weird. <laughs> Wait, look, trucks. So last time we were together, well, I, not together. Last time I saw you, things got mm-hmm. well. They got, um, and yeah, uh, we're like both like forty. Yeah, we we we, we smooch. You can yeah. say. It. Well, I mean, I've been. Are we forty? How old am I? <laughs> who gives a fuck right now? Uh, the point is, is that I think I think maybe there's something here, and if you think that you could have something outside of yourself and those little baggies you carry full of the plants. Well, I gotta have those two. Let me make. I'm, I, yes, is the answer. But also, I, I am taking that baggie with us. Then I, I think leave behind what you've got here. Come with me. We'll fight the things in the underdark, and we'll see where this goes. I can't promise you how long it's gonna take. Months more likely than days. But us together. Yep. Yep. yep me and the DM. Yep. This is like what? What choice would Truxton make? What choice would Truxton make? Well, Truxton, well, it's hard to divorce this from myself. I don't know what Truxton will do. If you go, I think that you would, everything would happen off camera. And you'd probably just do another character with the party in general. And so uh. <laughs> the point in, and I don't want that to be the decision. Perhaps a character with two attacks. I think I'm going to do that. Yes, I will play Greg's son. <laughs> That is my hey, decision. I think there's, hey, I think there's a lot of people involved with Greg's son. So here's what she's offering you. A hypothetical route back to Krogodon. The chance to live over, live underground, be able to hotbox yourself better. Okay. <clears throat> Life with like a, a merchant caravan where there's probably tons of money to be made. and A big titty goth GF, most importantly. Sweet, sweet bod, and I guess you're weighing that with your disdain for the refugees and my disdain for my party members. So yeah, I'll go. Let's go. Let's go now. I'm packed. Now you sure, Justin? I'm right. Yeah, let's go. Okay, get your shit together. And it's already. I just said that. Will you please listen? If this is, you know what? I'm not going. I'm just kidding. I'm going. But it already is together. But let's go. Okay. You're not gonna say goodbye to anybody. Nope. See you later. Just like that, he was gone. I think it'd be funnier if he mysteriously disappears and you guys just have no idea what happened. <laughs> well, thank okay, Truxton. Thank you. I'm 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 glad I'm gonna get to spend more time with you. And then she turns into a vampire bat and eats you. Okay. Alright, now let me play Greg's uh, son. Hey Dad. <laughs> I guess that's a <laughs> stop that. I guess that's a <laughs> Well, you don't like this voice for your son? What was his voice? I guess that's a season wrap on on Truxton. <laughs> um, so Truxton walks into the darkness hand in hand with Navi, and then he like, I guess, palms her ass as they fade out of view. <laughs> oh no, I'm way too timid for that. No, <laughs> he he hands around her ass for a second and then just kind of runs it through his hair. Okay. Hey Paul, I noticed Truxton's missing. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> I'm the leader of the militia, Paul. Did you hear? Okay. What the uh, fuck is this woman? I think I'm trying to do like Cletus from The Simpsons. Uh, Greg, you find yourself in front of a hobgoblin druid. Hold on, give me a couple of minutes to see. <laughs> I kind of look at the hobgoblin, look at my daughter, look at the hobgoblin, look at my daughter. Take a very long, deep breath and say, okay. Well, excuse me, sir. 
Yeah, he sticks out his hand. There's like a moment of pain stress as I take his hand to shake it, but I do. You you seem unsure in just a second ago. You'll have to excuse my crippling racism. So is that all it was? <laughs> yeah. I thought you did not like my haircut. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Thank you for saying that. I was a little self-conscious about it when I got it. Roscoe at the barber shop. Sometimes you have a barber shop around here. Oh, yeah, right behind I've been Trump shaving I... my hair with my combat knife all those years. Oh, right behind Troglodyte Cave. Nobody would tell me. Right, right behind Troglodyte Cave. Mm-hmm. Only several feet from here, actually. Kind of look over and see it. There's just like the bright lights. There's a fucking barbership, <laughs> barbershop quartet outside. How did I miss it? Sir, I, I do not think we. I got your name, but. Uh, my name's Greg. What's yours? Uh, Theodore. And then he turns into a chipmunk and scurries away. Uh, he says, your daughter your daughter is in good hands with us, with me, I, I hope you'll find. And my druidic order, the Order of the Iron Fang Legion. Dun, dun, dun! Wait, really? Yeah, because then I just shoot him and he's in chipmunk form, so... <laughs> He doesn't have the hit points to survive me. Your daughter is in good hands. Uh, with us, the Druidic Order associated with the Foxclaw. The what? The Foxclaw. Foxclaw. I mean, the Foxclaw. Um, fox, the Foxclaw scouts are a thing you know of. It's not necessarily okay. that fox. Okay. And it's not, because I didn't even think of that. I just... As soon as you walk away, Sarah goes, You didn't look real happy. Well, first of all, you could have warned me that he was a hobgoblin. I, I mean, that's kind of why I didn't I didn't want to say anything, but you did good. Thank you. I believe in you. I don't have to believe in the teacher, but I believe in you. Well, I mean, you kind of have to. I'm pregnant. That's the end of our broadcast week. God damn it. Nope, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you stole that from me. <laughs> I mean, the joke has been made multiple times. It had to be done. Thank you, Daddy. That means a lot. Never again, but yeah. And you walk walk towards the troglodyte cave um as you get there you nod at old roscoe the barbershop owner and he knows he knows you'll be back around two o'clock for a shave and that's the end of our broadcast. <laughs> so i wasn't expecting to lose trucks then yeah no i i can't believe you, well, that's the problem is you if you offer him bait he'll take it you I'm, might I'm, though this could be let's let's see this as a blessing though yeah truckson's is kind of a hot mess we're we're missing just a good old traditional easy to play character that's got some healing This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo.